Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Record today on Scene 103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And Anna Donovan, Development Manager with South Munster Citizens Information Service covering West Cork and uh, based in Bantry joins me for our monthly information slot. Good morning to you, Anne. Morning, Patricia. And today we are looking at supports. If you are unfortunate enough to lose your job, and I think losing your job at this time of the year has got to be the worst, worst. There's never a right time to lose your job, but losing it around to Christmas, uh, I always think it's got to be the worst time. Anyway, firstly, how are things going at the Citizens Information Centre? Uh, very well, Patricia. The service continues to be busy and, inc- you know, there's an increasing number of people dropping into our centres for face-to-face consultations as well as the ongoing contact by phone and, and email. But uh, very busy at the moment. OK. OK, so we're talking about somebody losing uh, their job. Now, it is widely recognised that losing your job can be one of the most difficult times of your life. If somebody is informed by their employer that their job is ending, what are the things they need to consider? Okay, yeah, it is a stressful time for people, uh, but yes, we would always say there's a number of things you should look at. Okay, so first of all, 
as an employee, it, um, you're entitled to any outstanding wages due to you, uh, and you should receive pay for any annual leave, which you do, uh, and you haven't had a chance to take. Now, it's important to note that the ending of employment is the only situation where it's legal to pay somebody instead of giving them their annual leave. Um, if your employment ends during the week, uh, ending on the day before a public holiday, and you've worked for your employer for the previous four weeks, you should be compensated for that and get an additional day's pay for the public holiday. And that also applies to part-time employees who have a right to the public holiday if they've been working at least 40 hours in the previous five weeks. Um, the other thing then to consider is that you should receive payment instead of notice if you haven't worked your notice period. So if you haven't been got a chance to work out your notice period, you should be paid for that period. If you if there's a pension scheme in the company, the, uh, you should be informed about what happens to your pension fund. Uh, now, uh, traditionally, when someone was leaving, they would get a P45. Now, uh, there's a change now. You no longer get a P45 when you lose your job. Now, when you leave a job, your employer will enter your leaving date and details of your final pay and deductions into the revenues online system. And if tax has been deducted from your pay since the 1st of January last and you're now unemployed, you may be entitled to a tax refund. So those are all things to consider. OK, and it's interesting because people used to actually talk about, I got my P45, you're no yeah. longer physically uh, get that. Now, notice there's been a lot of talk about this, I think, particularly with regard uh, to the job losses at Twitter. But how much yeah. notice should somebody get? OK, so the length of notice you're entitled to will depend on your contract of employment. But there's also a minimum entitlement set out in the legislation. So to be entitled to the legal minimum, you must have been working for your employer continuously for at least 13 weeks. That's about three months. Now, if you've worked for from 13 weeks to two years, you must get one week, while you get two weeks notice if you were employed from two to five years. Now, this increases to four weeks if you were employed from five to ten years and six weeks if you were employed from ten to fifteen. You can see how it goes up. Yeah. Like, and then if you're employed for 15 years or more, you're entitled to eight weeks' notice. So, as, so the longer someone's there, the more notice they get. And the other thing to, that's important to remember is that whatever your contract says, your contract employment, your employer must give you at least the statutory minimum notice. You cannot get less even if your contract says this. OK, so that's sort of that's peace of mind to somebody who thinks like on a Friday, the employer says your job is gone and there's no work for Monday. They do have to give you notice. Can uh, an employee receive pay instead of that notice? Yeah. Now, under the employment legislation, you can agree with your employer to waive your right to notice. So um, so it, it might suit you to 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 not work out your notice. If you both agree, your employer can pay you instead of the notice. So okay. say, let's say you were there for 15 years, you'd be paid for the eight weeks instead of getting the eight weeks notice. We'll often hear in the news about redundancies. What's, what does redundancy, when does that happen? Okay, so where you lose your job because your employer is closing the business or reducing the number of staff, that's when the redundancy situation arises. So it, ha it really happens when your job in the company no longer exists, you're let go and you're not replaced. And that's the key bit, that, that the job, it's the job is gone, you know. Now, it's important to be aware that like redundancy it should be a last option and there must be valid economic, technical or organisational grounds justifying changes in the workforce. And that has to be shown. What option is there if somebody feels that they're unfairly selected or that there wasn't a genuine redundancy situation? 
Yeah, now if you feel that your employer has selected you unfairly or that there was no genuine redundancy situation, you can bring a claim for unfair dismissal. And in that situation, the obligation will be on the employer to prove that it was fair, you know. And and that can arise in a situation where somebody leaves their job and they're told the job is gone and then they find out a couple of weeks later or a month later that somebody has is now employed to do their yeah, job. Yeah. So in that situation, it would be seen as a, a as an unfair selection. Now, I, I, we would really say you can discuss this, you know, if any situation like that arises, it would be worthwhile to discuss it with your local Citizens Information Centre and they'll advise you on your options then. So what is statutory redundancy pay then? Okay, so um, statutory redundancy means that you're entitled to get a minimum redundancy payment after you have two years service in your job. So you have to be there for two years. Um, The statutory redundancy is based on a calculation using your pay and your length of service. So uh, if you're eligible for redundancy pay, you're entitled to two weeks pay for every year of service plus one year. So for argument's sake, if you were in the company for 10 years, uh, and you have 10 complete years worked, you get two two weeks pay for every year. So that would be 20 weeks plus one. So you get 21 weeks. So it's always two two weeks pay for every year of service and one additional week at the end. Now, the other thing about statutory redundancy is that the maximum weekly amount used to calculate redundancy pay is 600 a week, even if your pay is more. So for argument's sake, if you were paid 700 euros per week, the maximum you will get would be 600. Okay. Whereas if you were paid 500 per week, you'll get the 500. You know, with okay. 600 and, but it, it depends on how long you were actually in the position. Now, the, you loss, have to, yeah. the loss of income, I, th- I think, Anne, is probably the biggest concern when somebody loses, the, loses their job. So if somebody loses their job, what are the social welfare supports? Uh, what, what are they entitled to claim? Yeah, so uh, depending on your circumstances, you may be entitled to an unemployment social welfare payment. So if you have enough social insurance contributions, what people used to colloquially call their stamps, you may be entitled to job seekers benefit. And then if you don't have enough PRSI contributions, you may qualify for job seekers allowance, which is means tested. Okay, I think what people refer to as the dole. What is the Mm. difference then between those two, job seekers benefit and job seekers allowance? Yeah, so the the entitlement to job seekers benefit is based on the amount of social insurance that you've paid. Now, you need to have a minimum of 104 weeks um, of what Class A, which most people would be on Class A if you're an employee, but you need a minimum of 104 weeks of Class A or HRP count as well, paid contributions. Or if you're self-employed, you need at least 156 self-employed PRSI contributions since you first started work. And then you need a certain amount paid or credited in what's called the relevant tax year, which is always two years back. So if you were, a big, if you were claiming a job seekers payment in 2022, they're looking at the contributions you made in 2020. It's always two years back. Now, that's job seekers benefit, which is PRSI based. Now, um, the job seekers allowance is means tested. So that means any income you have um, is taken into account. Any savings you have, uh, if you if you have a spouse, a partner, their income is looked at. So so it's so the it is a means tested payment. Job seekers allowance. Okay, that's the main difference between the two. And what are the qualifying conditions for job seekers payments? So the first thing, so to qualify for job seekers payments, you must be aged under sixty six, and you must have had a substantial loss of employment. And as a result of that, you were employed for at least four days out of seven. Now, the other things are that you must be capable of work and you must be available 
for and genuinely seeking work. Now, as we mentioned earlier, for a job seekers benefit, you must have enough PRSI contributions and for job seekers allowance, you have to pass the means test. And you must also satisfy what they call the habitual residence condition. That's where you must prove that Ireland is your main centre of interest. Um, while if you're getting a job seekers payment, you must attend meetings and take part in appropriate employment schemes, training or work experience if you're requested by the Department of Social Protection. So there's a whole range of, of conditions there you have to meet. Yeah, and that's the department trying to help you to get back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned that you must be unemployed for at least four out of seven d- days. Does that mean you can work for three and still get a job seekers payment? Yeah, that's correct. So if you're in a situation that you can only find part-time work or if your employer reduces your days at work, say you were working five days and you're reduced down to three days a week or less, you may get a job seeker's payment for the other days. Uh, now, it's important to remember that you must also meet the other conditions that apply in, the, in, in relation to job seekers' payments. For example, you must continue to look for full-time work. And in the case of job seekers' allowance, any income from work is assessed in the means test. Um, now, if you were on, if you're receiving job seekers benefit, so that's that's based on a, a five day week. So that so that for each day that a person is employed, one fifth of the normal rate of job seekers benefit is deducted from their payment. But but you can work up to three days and get some portion of a job seekers payment. Okay, what about a person listening who's working full time? Uh, can they just reduce their hours and then get the job seekers payment for the other days? No, ah. if you've been if you've been working full time and say maybe you enter a job sharing arrangement, you're not eligible for job seekers benefit because you've voluntarily opted to work fewer days, so uh, fewer hours or days. And it's the same if someone decides to give up work or reduce their hours due to childcare commitments, they wouldn't be eligible for job seekers payment as they voluntarily gave up work and they're and they're considered to be unavailable for work on on those days. Okay, stay with the unavailable for work. What are the other situations where somebody would be considered unavailable? Yeah, now there are various scenarios that would be considered problematic, such as if you were looking for a particular type of work only, say if you're only available during hours which are not typical of the employment you're looking for. Say, for example, if you were looking for a clerical office work in the evenings only, you know, it's it's, it's not being practical. Uh, if you're unwilling to take up an offer of reasonable short-term employment, for example, relief work or employment under a short-term contract. Another issue that would, would be problematic is if you move to a location where your prospects of getting suitable employment are significantly reduced. Now, however, it's important to say the reasons for the move will be taken into account. Uh, another issue that could be problematic is if you're placing unreasonable restrictions on the distance which you're willing to travel to find work. But again, access to public and private transport is taken into account. So okay. all of those things are, are kind of are, are factors that are considered. All right. Talk to me about self-employed people and if they lose their employment. OK, so if you're self-employed, there is um, job seekers benefit for self-employed is a weekly payment from the department uh, to people who lose their self-employment. Now, to qualify, you must be aged between 18 and 66 and you must be no longer self-employed. So you can't be doing actively self-employed. You must have lost your self-employment involuntarily and not because of a temporary shutdown or seasonal closure. Now, again, you can work as an employee for up to three days each week and get the job seekers benefit self-employed, but you can't be working in a self-employed capacity. 
Um, you must also meet the other conditions like being capable of work, being available for and genuinely seeking work, and you must have obviously enough PRSI contributions. Now, if someone's self-employed and they don't meet the qualifying conditions for job seekers benefit self-employed, they may qualify for job seekers allowance, which as I mentioned already means tested. Yeah. Are there yeah. are there yeah. other supports for unemployed pe- for unemployed people? Again, depending on your personal circumstances, if you're getting a job seekers payment, you may qualify for a medical card or, or maybe a GP visit card and other secondary benefits such as maybe rent supplement uh, or things like the back to school clothing and footwear allowance. So that's why I really suggest someone would talk to their local CIC and they would make them aware of what secondary benefits are available. Yeah, because a lot of these you need to apply. The, the, the department don't realise that you're entitled uh, to it. No, and there's slightly different rules yeah. around all of them. So, yeah. And then schemes to support people to get back into employment. Yeah, no, there are a number of schemes. Um, I suppose there's one uh, one of the newer ones called the Work Placement Experience Programme. And that gives people who've never had a job or who have lost their job a chance to get work experience. Um, the whole idea behind it is that it aims to give you the opportunity to retrain and get experience in a new role while on a, a work placement in a host organisation. Now, to, to benefit from that, you must be aged between 18 and 65. You must have been unemployed for at least six months and you must be getting a qualifying social welfare payment, like a job seekers payment. The scheme lasts for six months and there is no there is no option to extend the placement. Six months is the longest you can stay on it. Now, if someone was thinking about becoming self-employed, there is the Back to Work Enterprise Allowance Scheme that helps unemployed people and other people getting certain social welfare payments to become self-employed. Um, there's also the, the Community Employment uh, Programme and that provides long-term unemployed and other disadvantaged people with training and work experience through part-time and temporary placements in, in jobs, that the kind of key jobs really in local communities. And again, how you qualify to participate in a C-scheme will depend on your age and your personal circumstances. Um, the two scheme, that's another scheme that's there, it's a community uh, work placement initiative. Um, it provides work opportunities which benefit the community and are provided by a community and volunteer organisation in both urban and rural areas. And again, unemployed people who are eligible to participate in the scheme are selected and contacted by the Department of Social Protection. Um, the other thing that's the scheme there is the Jobs Plus. That's an employer incentive which encourages and rewards employers who employ job seekers on the live register so there's kind of a range of schemes there that people may be able to benefit from okay and we're up against it on time because obviously there is uh, help available will will be means tested for people who are having difficulty paying their rent or paying their mortgage we've really only scratched the surface there's so much information uh, contained in what we've been talking about today and that's why contacting your citizens information center is the way to go yeah, it would be yes. I mean, it is as you said. It's a it's a vast area. But if someone would like any more, give give us a shout and call into us or drop into us or or ring us. You can ring the West Cork office on zero eight one eight zero seven eight three nine zero or call the Mallow office on zero eight one eight zero seven eight zero 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 or or log on to the citizensinformation.ie. Our website is is very good. Or or just drop into your local centre. You know. Yes. Well done. You're, okay. a, you're a mine of information as always. Thank you for that, Anne. We'll speak again. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Anne O'Donovan, Development Manager with the South Munster Citizen Information. Court today on C103. With Corrigan Insurance's McCroom, now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. Want great advice? You know who to talk to. CMIG.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.